Anxiety in teens seems to be even more prevalent now than I recall back when I was growing up. Or at least teens are more aware of identifying it and labeling it than when I was growing up. According to CDC Children Mental Health, about one in three children suffer from some sort of anxiety disorder. You may have experienced some type of anxiety or anxious episode, or your kids may have, right? It's fear. Hear me out. Anxiety, when you think about it, stems from fear. Our minds can be a powerful tool or a tremendous obstacle for our girls. Today, I talk about three grace-filled approaches to anxiety your daughter may be dealing with. Are you looking for a community of like-minded moms in the same season as you? I found with moms that I've worked with, found that one of the most valuable things they can have is a community of moms that get it too, that are in the weeds raising a tween teen girl as well. So I invite you, if this is you, I invite you to come and join and check us out. You can find us at linktree forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. Hey mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. So I actually am a part of a devotional team with my church. And as I was writing my devotional, I recall a time, a story of when I was young, up until being a young adult, actually, it seemed like almost every year I had some sort of stomach issue, a crying fit that came out of nowhere, shortness of breath, and I just couldn't understand why this was happening. And as I reflect back, it was always tied to either a major event, something I was really nervous about, or something that I was pouring all of my energy and time in and hoping for an, an outcome, a good outcome. And I realized now all those episodes was really anxiety. I was an anxious kid. I was fearful of the future because I wanted to know what the future would hold, right? I grew up and I don't, I don't understand why I grew up so fearful. Maybe it was having super high expectations for myself and feeling like I needed to control every little bit. Having these fearful thoughts of the future, I believe, impacted me as a parent. I'm going to get vulnerable here with you. 
I look back and I see my oldest and I see the same anxious symptoms that I had growing up. The stomach pains, the crying fits, the what if questions. I call him my what if kid. Analyzing every outcome that could possibly happen and be frozen in that. And that's anxiety, just frozen by fear. And I see that in him and I, I take responsibility because I believe that my own anxious thoughts and my own fear of the future affected the way I parented my oldest. Had the tight guardrails, really gave him no room to make choices. I was there to save him from every possible uncomfortable outcome that could come from the choices he's made, right? I don't know if you can relate to this, but as the oldest child, I didn't know what, was I, what I was doing and I only did what I thought, right? And so I lived a life of thinking everything needed to be perfect. I didn't recognize at the time that we are imperfect people and that imperf from an imperfect person, there will be Im imperfect teachings, right? Imperfect parenting as well as expecting imperfections in our children as well when raising them up. It wasn't until I realized that I cannot fix everything, right? I cannot control everything, and I laid that down. I laid that down, and in exchange for that, I received the gift of grace, right? What exactly is grace? Grace is a favor on you that is not deserved. I didn't do anything to deserve this favor right? because I'm imperfect. Having a grace-filled life and accepting this gift of favor has led me to believe that I didn't have to have it all together. Now, Mama, I bring this up because I want to challenge you. Maybe you can relate to this story that I just shared about raising maybe even your first child. Like I made the mistakes with my first child, second and third. I'm a little bit better, right? And we give our children, our second and third especially, a lot more grace than we did our first child. What does a grace-filled life look like? Where am I going with what a grace-filled life means and how can we have this type of approach when it comes to dealing with anxiety in our daughter, right? Well, Mama, I want to first ask you, do you give yourself enough grace in the things that you do? Now, grace, a grace-filled life comes from someone that ha is full of grace, basically. Have you accepted the favor? Have you accepted the fact that you are imperfect and that is okay to not show up always with the answers? Now, I ask you this because... That's so important to be able to know what it feels like to receive this grace in order to give it, right? Grace is a sense of joy and contentment, right? This contentment leads to peace, peace in emotional moments, peace in times of trouble. That's grace. When we can be filled with that grace, then we can approach the instability that anxiety brings, brings on, right? So mama, 
living a grace-filled life, when you accept the grace for yourself and accept the truth that you are an imperfect person and that you have favor over your life, this will bring you joy and contentment, which leads to peace, right? Your peace will eventually become her peace. When you are coming in to situations that are high strung, like anxiety, your grace full of peace will eventually become her peace. Now, what does that look like? What does that grace-filled approach look like? Well, here are three things. Get ready to write this down. Number one, pause. And for me, during this time, I pray. This is a time for me to be real honest with my feelings and fears when it comes to uh, the anxiety of my daughter or my kids. I pray over their own fears and release control or the desire to control what's going on with my daughter. And I release that. For me, I release that to God. This allows me to have peace and clarity when I do that, when I pause. Okay. Number two, this is an opportunity for you just to listen. Having the grace-filled peace allows you to not get heightened in the emotions that are being experienced in this anxious thought moment, right? It's an opportunity for you just to listen. I just want to listen, right? Even if it doesn't make sense. Even if you want to give the solution to the problem and you see it clear as day and they don't. Listen even if you've heard it for the 10th time. Grace-filled approach is the opportunity to sit and listen. Number three, a grace-filled approach is also appropriately timed reminders. What I mean by that is if it's appropriate and they are in the mode to listen, right? And they're not breaking down on you or having a cry fit like I I normally do. When it's appropriate, remind them of the times when they were worried about an outcome or they were fearful of the what if and that they got through it. This is the important part is that they got through it. Remind them that during that time, it wasn't as bad as they thought it would be, right? But even if it was bad, they still got through the hard. And I believe that that is important to be that voice for them, is to remind them that they got through it. They moved through the hard, moved through the what if, moved through the outcome, and made it to the other side. Now, again, this is super important when it's appropriate timing, remind them of that. They need that assurance. They need those reminders that they soon probably forgot during these anxious moments, right? It's so easily to forget and hyper-focus on the one thing. It's important to pull them back and remind them that they've gone They've gotten through hard things before and that they will be okay, right? Okay, mama, pause, 
opportunity to listen, and number three, appropriately timed reminders. I hope this has helped you. And remember, we have a community here ready to listen. If you need more ideas or are wanting to you know, talk about the type of anxiety or the struggles you have in dealing with the anxiety your daughters may be facing, we'd love to hear it. This is such a great community for you to share. Linktree forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.